everybody, and welcome to Then and Now, a nerd podcast talking about nerd things. I am space hero Robert Foley. Space hero? Like Zach Brannigan? Uh, no, I actually have saved the galaxy a total of three times that I can count right now. That's great. You know, I've been thinking, Danny Mullins here, by the way, if Spoderman had a secret identity, it'd be Petey Poker. <laughs> probably. Which is also the real life name of several sex offenders, I'm sure. <laughs> also probably true. Right? They punch elves on the face. <laughs> right on the face. <laughs> And when I saved the galaxy a total of one time, I, I punched a, a couple people on the face. So Yeah. Actually, I shot them on the face. Does that work? Eh, depends. Okay. Uh, so, some aliens are immune to bullets. Like Superman? Yeah. Okay. You sh- shoot him on the face, and he's just going to be like, and? The bullet will come back and shoot you on the face. Or hit somebody around him. Yeah, it, that happens too. Yeah. Heroic man he is. <laughs> Mass Effect, that's what we're talking about. Yes, it is. Obviously. <laughs> Of course we're going to talk about Mass Effect by immediately jumping into Superman, and why the fuck didn't he save everything? That's true. He was lazy. Yeah. He was too busy growing his hobo beard. <laughs> Ugh. Mass Effect. Right. Yes. We uh, said we'd do it last week, so we're doing it this week, because... Yeah, that's how that's how things work. We have to not lie every once in a while, I guess. <laughs> I feel dirty. Is that normal? Uh, I would assume for you it is. Okay, good. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, we've been talking about doing this for a while, um, mainly because we've had... Like, this is honestly my favorite video game series to date. Like, yeah, it's got to be up there for me as well. That and the Uncharted series for me. Yeah? Yeah, and Fallout. Uh, See, I liked Fallout 3, but it, it... I loved Fallout 3. That's a game I beat three times, and I just oh, no. recently dug back into 4. I've been playing it lately. I, I couldn't get into 4, and I, 3 is the first one that I played. Um, but yeah, same here. I, I played it to such an amount that when I was newly married... um. My wife at the time threatened it was me or the game, and I had to think about it. Mass ah. Effect! All right. <laughs> uh, so this game is actually kind of hard to talk about um, in our normal format because there is just so much information. So the best way that I can uh, I can think of going about it would be to essentially start at the very beginning and work through... Like here, here's the here's the main story, and here's the decisions that we made during our playthroughs, and we would honestly like to know how your guys's games went. Rogue, Paragon, who died, who didn't die, who'd you sleep with, how weird was their alien bits, bits. I didn't want to get too dirty drunk. after you say I started. Drunk, yeah, you know, <laughs> you bailed halfway through. It's it was weird. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of like our uh, Dragon Ball Z episode where. Uh, we tried editing ourselves halfway through a sentence. I don't remember if it was me or you. I don't remember. But... I'm scared to go back and listen to our really early stuff because I think <laughs> I might hate us. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It. I'm sure it's rough. I was probably youthful and had energy. And it was only a year ago. You no, know, it was a year ago. You had already given up on life by then. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> so the story starts and you are Commander Shepard. Whether you're male or female, um, you can build your character from scratch. I was a sassy lady myself. Uh, well, I, pl- I played three times. The first time I made a character that looked exactly like me and I, I played him how I would make the decisions. Um, and all three times that I played, I made the same decisions when creating the character. Um because in the beginning, you get to choose your shepherd, which is your last name in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to choose shepherd's uh, service history. 
And so you get two choices. The first one is how you were raised, whether you were a spacer who was raised on uh, ships and space stations by your Alliance soldier parents, a colonist who grew up on a colony on Mendor, which got attacked by Batarian slavers, or whether you were an earthbound orphan who was raised on the streets. I think that's what I went with. Yeah? yeah? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, I was, was at, like, I was like, all this space stuff is really confusing. I'm a streetwise thug. I didn't have no parents like Batman. See, I, I was a spacer. I was raised by the military. Yeah. Uh, Boring. Uh, uh, for a already established space hero, it kind of made sense to me that he had some experience before seeing some shit. Yeah, I suppose. You know the sad thing? The only reason I went with Female Shepherd is because I knew I was going to be stuck for three three games. It was a third-person game. I was going to be staring at an ass for three games. Uh, I might as well make it what I'm into. Generally, that's what I do, too. Yeah. I, I just wanted my first experience to be me playing. because, Like, anytime you can customize a face and you're going to be seeing that face a lot, I always make one character that's me. See, I, I never do. I always make a female character for some uh, reason. Fallout, like I, Skyrim... Mass Effect, any game like that, I always make a female character for some like, reason. Like I, I said, I, I did make a female character, and generally I play as a female character when I'm playing uh, role-playing games, but like the uh, the Fallouts, the uh, Skyrim, stuff like that, generally what you look like doesn't make that big of a difference, and I play in first person anyway. Right, yeah, same here. Actually, the first time I played uh, through Fallout 3, I made Abraham Lincoln and played through as him. Oh, I was a real asshole too. Like I said, I nuked Megaton and stuff. Yeah, Old you, Honest Abe didn't give a shit about anybody. Yeah, you've uh, you've brought that up a couple times actually. Yeah, I always forgot that it was Abraham Lincoln though doing all those terrible <laughs> things. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Actually, Abraham Lincoln, or you just went? Hey, there's my beard. Uh, I had the beard, and then eventually you can find his hot as uh, top hat and his rifle in the game. Hmm. And it's a very powerful rifle, and I, I use two hand uh, non laser weapons as my main. So I did a shit uh, so ton it made of sense with for it, you yeah. then. I was the evilest president to ever uh, walk the wasteland. Uh, give it two more years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I so, know what I'm doing in Fallout 5. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest game ever. Best game of all time. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. I played it. <laughs> I know it very well. It's going to be huge. Uh, so the second choice that you get to make when setting up the character is your so- psychological profile. Whether you're a war hero, a soul survivor, or you're, quote, ruthless. And I'm going to read you the description of Ruthless. A pragmatic, brutal shepherd once sent most of their unit to their death, then killed a group of surround- surrendering Batarians on Torfin. That's Sat Brannigan. You're Space that- Hitler. <laughs> You're Sat Brannigan. Uh, kind of, yeah. I'm going to send wave after wave of my <laughs> men until the killbots reach their quota and turn off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much it. Uh, I was a soul survivor. I remember that. I was a war hero. Okay. <laughs> um, And... So in the first game, uh, you start, and it immediately throws you in. Yeah, you're just on a hostile planet with these weird-looking alien things. I remember that. Right, and uh, you're told immediately that you are up to be a uh, – I should have written the name of this thing down. Commander? No. Oh, oh, um, oh, fuck. Same thing that Saren is. Like the N7 yeah. special – uh, special unit for the Citadel, Spectre. Spectre, thank you. That's going to bug the shit out of me. You're up for being a Spectre, which means that you will be the first Spectre to ever be human. To ever be human. Yes, I do remember that. Um, what was your when you first landed on that planet? What was your because that's the first and 
impression you get with gameplay at all, really. What did you think? Did you just get right into it? Um, the very first time I played, I thought that the controls were a little weird, but as soon as I got the controls, because they made it very clear, this is not your Halo controls. Oh, absolutely not. Um, which actually did it a huge benefit, in my opinion. Yeah. Honestly, I do think Mass Effect could have worked as a first-person shooter, though. I'm glad that they didn't go that way. Same here. I think it could have, though. It could uh, have, yes. Because the game, it, to, I restarted that game three times before I made it past the first level. Because like I play, I was like, I, I don't like this. And then the second time I played it, I don't like this. Third time I was like, I don't like this, but I'm gonna tough it through. Finally, I made it to the Citadel. I was like, oh, this is massive. This is huge. Yeah, it's gonna be big. And uh, I was like, I, I actually, I ended up falling in love. I just, it took me a minute. <laughs> it took me a minute to get used to those controls and the, the scope. Yeah, the pure scope I'm... of that game is insane, especially the first one, because you can go to any planet and just drive around for hours if you want. Uh, yeah, I don't which it's I've boring. done. Eh, it depends. Hypothetically, were you on a substance? What's that? I said hypothetically, were you on a substance when you were just going around space, <laughs> driving around in a car? No. Oh, that's the only way I could find that to be entertaining. I think. No, like I thoroughly enjoyed driving around uh, on the different planets because you never knew what you were going to find. Like. uh... This is a bit of a spoiler for the second game, but the Thrasher Mall, um, like there were a couple planets where I would land and just be driving around trying to pick up resources, and then I'd be in this huge battle with a space worm as it's spitting acid and trying to like dig underneath me and destroy my ship. Yeah, they're pretty much tremors on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, the threat of that happening at any point or just random enemies dropping down is always there. Yes, there are the times where you'll be sitting there driving for about an hour or two on a planet and nothing happened. Right. But then you'll find, like, random animals that exist on planets, which I thought was really interesting. Just the random fauna. Or uh, you'd find planets that have random lava just there. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, just as, like, a side part of the game, they kind of pulled off what No Man's Sky was going for better than No Man's Sky did. Yeah. If you think about in it. In all honesty, it, you know, you couldn't get, go to every planet, but the planets that you could go to, most definitely. Yeah, they and they all had something. It just Some of them took a long time to find, and it wasn't worth the hassle, but they all had something. Yeah. Even if it's an abandoned space station, you know? Right. Every single planet that you could land on had either materials that you could pick up or it had stuff that's crashed into the planet previously. Um, You could also get random story uh, through stuff that had crashed on this planet and, like, you you would find a flag of these uh, of these uh, Saurians and then, like, you could find them on the Citadel and be like, hey, I found your fallen comrades. And they'll they'll give you story after that. Yeah, and XP. Which is also important. Yes. Uh, So... Uh, the crew that you get on the first mission um, is Caden Alenko and a person that dies immediately. What? Uh, in the very first mission, you get uh, dropped onto planet with two people. Right. Caden Alenko is the first one, and the second one is a soldier that you can talk to very briefly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And as soon as you see Geth, he gets shot. Yeah. Like, just done. Yeah. Um, but then you very quickly run into Ashley Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is a space racist. Yes. Uh, also, kind of hot, though. Uh, not Especially until the third, the third game. game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's the sole survivor of her team on that planet. Yeah. Uh, Vermeer, I think, is the name of that planet. Yes. Okay. I have no idea. We're going to say it's Vermeer. Uh, but the rest of her team had gotten killed. She's the sole survivor, and so you can choose whether or not to bring her along. 
And I did. I think everybody does yeah. just because it's like, eh, more people. Yeah, at that point. Because you have no idea how big your crew's going to get. Yeah. And it, it gets bigger. Yes, yes, it Especially does. Especially come two and three. Holy shit. Um, but then throughout the rest of the game, and I'm just going to quick shoot these uh, these off and give you a brief description of them. Uh, crew that you can recruit is Liar Tassoni, uh, an SRE scientist studying Prothean technology and culture. Uh, people who aren't familiar with the games, that's the hot blue chick. Yes, and with more fan fiction porno than most game characters combined. Yes, and Protheans, because I threw that word out there without explaining it, is uh, an advanced race of aliens that came before any of the species that are currently alive. They they are they were extinct before, uh, before we came into consciousness, essentially. Okay. Um, Garrus Val uh, Vicarian, my homeboy. Yep. I banged him once. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, he was he, very nice about it. He's a Turian, and Turians are uh, more of the war-heavy race uh, in in the galaxy. Uh, he's formerly part of CSEC, or Space Cops. <laughs> um, he's part of the investigation division, but he believes that they're too lax on criminals and he joins you because one of the criminals that you are trying to find, and the reason that you recruit most of your people... Um, he is the one that is tasked with finding evidence against him, and the evidence that he finds, uh, the Citadel says, well, that's not good enough, so he's going to go free. And he, he knows in his soul that this guy is guilty. Right. And so he joins you because he wants to find the evidence to bring him down. And in that first game, like he talks a lot about just executing bad guys. Yeah, he's he's really bitter in the first game. He kind of loosens up, but he's really no nonsense. He's like the Vegeta of the group. Yeah, very um, much so. I that's kind of why I clung to his character. Like I he's one of my favorite characters in all three games. Uh Talizora Narea. One of my least favorite characters in the game. Oh she's no, okay. I disagreed. The, the, she, she's one of my least favorite? Well she she be <laughs> she became my favorite. Really? Yeah it's not enough there, man. I, I see. I disagree. Like, if you follow her storyline, there's I a followed her storyline. I know <laughs> there are some really cool missions, like where you have to go play peacekeeper with her entire species. Yes, I did love that. But uh, yeah, as like when it's just her on the ship and stuff, she's one of my you know least favorites. Well, she, for the first game, but she, it's not even that she's a bad character. Uh, to me, there are so many characters that overshadow her because you meet w- way more interesting characters. I think. Right, right. Well, in the first game, I, I would say that's probably accurate, um, especially seems how in between missions you could walk around the ship and talk to all of your crew, and right. she is the most out of the way to go and talk to. Maybe that was my problem. I didn't try hard enough. Yeah, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> like, uh, she she's a Quarian, and the Quarians, their whole storyline is pretty cool. They, they developed an artificial intelligence to help them uh, with... Agriculture is why they were originally created, um, and the artificial intelligence. Well, the Geth, right? Yeah, was is the Geth, which are the main antagonists. Yeah, you'll be killing a lot of them. Yes, um, and it all starts with one asking, "What am I?" Because originally they weren't supposed to be artificial intelligent. Oh, they developed that way. They de- they developed that way. Like evolved into it, kind of. Kind of. That's they, interesting. They, they, I didn't were, know that. they were supposed to be a virtual intelligence, and then one asked. Uh, its master, what am I? Because it started thinking for itself. And they made the mistake of saying a robot slave? Uh, essentially. <laughs> um, and th- they ended up torturing it and it going insane. Oh, okay. Um, and it started a war between the Geth and the Quarians, and the Geth won. 
um, and force them into space, and they've been in space so long that they can no longer deal with germs. Yeah. Like, even their own home planet, they have to, like, if they were to go back, they have to be in their suits. Yeah, they're covered and, head to toe, and uh, breathing apparatus everywhere they go. They cannot take it off. Yeah, because the, the slightest uh, slightest germs can cause infection and kill them. Right. So they have to be very, very careful. Yeah, you know you can see her without her mask on, right? Yes. At Data 3, and it's really disappointing because it's just a regular human face with different eyebrows. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I thought she was pretty. It's great, Robert. I'm sorry, I'm just saying. I don't know if I can get past the two fingers and two toes on each hand and foot. Eh. Uh, so she... That's it, just, eh. Yeah. I could go there. So part of, well, she she is who I, uh... Like, she was probably my favorite romance through the games. You can't romance her in the first game at all because she, she's still essentially a kid. Like, she's almost uh, of age in that one. Um, but she she's on her pilgrimage. And for her species, because they are a spacefaring race, they essentially, to become of age, have to go out into the galaxy and bring something that would be useful to their species' uh, spacefaring ways back to what's called the fleet. And that's why she joins you. Like you go, oh, that's right. they're space gypsies. Yes, yeah, right. that's the best way to describe them. Yeah, you go and find her because you find out that she has information on the person that you're hunting down, Saren. Mm-hmm. And she joins you because of your ship. She she wants to learn more about the engine of your ship to take back to the fleet. Um, and at first, like a lot of people on your ship are very against aliens being on there at all. Yeah, and like. That's the only time when I was playing as me that I really got shitty with people is when they started becoming space racist, I would throw it back at them. You leave the hot alien chick alone. Robert wants some. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I don't know what a two-fingered hand job would feel like, but I'm willing to find out for the universe. Ah, ask a ninja turtle. Uh- <laughs> Ew, dude. <laughs> turtle soup? Ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Um, And the last person to join... Your crew in the first one is Ernot Rex. Oh yeah, he he is my favorite character in the first one. Really? Oh man, he was a badass. I, I don't get I, I I can't know for sure because he died. I I misspoke. On my I misspoke because I said the Torians were warfaring. No, fuck that. These are space bullies. Uh. <laughs> yeah, these guys were bred like that. Another species that is in the games but doesn't join your crew until the next game. Yeah, you see them at the Citadel. You deal with some, but you can't yeah, have one in your the, party. The Solarians. Uh, Solarians, thank you. Um, they uh they were losing a war against the Quarians, or not the Quarians, the Turians. They were losing a war against the Turians, and so they found this uh, very violent native race, uh, and jump them a couple of evolutionary steps through their science to win their war for them. And then when they were like, all right, we've, we can survive in space. Now we no longer need you. They injected them with a disease to make it to where only one out of every hundred babies survive. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, a, it's a really serious moment in the game. Cause you're with, um, I'm sorry, what was his name? Rex or not Rex or not Rex. Uh, you're with him when he finds out that that disease was created and who created it. Yeah. And he flips out and pulls a gun. Yes. And well, I made the wrong check. And he got shot in the face and I was heartbroken. Yeah, in the first game it's very important to definitely pick a side. Whether you're going to be an asshole or whether you're going to be a good guy. Because if you ride the line, if you jump back and forth, and you don't get the 
the... I was full Paragon. And I I looked it up online, looked up a walkthrough afterwards to see what I did wrong, and it said to do it exactly the way I did it. I don't know if a stat wasn't high enough, or I feel I was a high enough level, or way back when I made a wrong choice somewhere. Which may have been a... May have. But he got shot in the face, and I was genuinely sad. Yeah. Uh, they don't come back, Robert. No, no, they don't. Once a character dies, they're they're dead. Yeah, I lost This two isn't The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ned's wife's still dead. Uh, yeah. That's something. Yeah, and so is Bleeding Gums Murphy. Too sad, man. Too real. <laughs> um, but he is a Krogan battle master, and one one of the last ones. Mm. Um, and you find out in that game that his father was uh, a battle master, and he's not currently allowed on his planet because him and the other battle master. His father got into a fight and he shot him in the face. No shit. Yeah, he killed his dad. Man, he died before I found that out. That sucks. <laughs> See what you miss out on? Permadeath is a bitch. Uh, but he joins you as you're trying to find Saren because you find out that a person on the Citadel has information and it's on his hit list. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And so he'll join you in order to get to his mark. Yeah, you're a means to an end for him. Yeah. And then he's just like, well, I'm already here. Might as well travel with you. Yeah, he becomes friendly, though. It's really weird because he's the only friendly one in the universe that right. you, you think for a while, anyways. Like, he can be a complete asshole, but if you, if you tr- like, at one point you can headbutt, like, people of his species and they're like, hey, this is a go- good guy. Because they're all, like, war people. Like, motherfucker, yeah. I will tear you apart. You headbutt one in the face and make him, like, stumble. And they're like, no, no, I respect one you. One of us. One, one of, of us. us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, Ashley shot him in the face. It's not like I, because you can pull the trigger yourself and stuff on him. But, uh, you know, everybody pulls their pistol, and then mine actually shot him in the face, man. Hmm. Which is why I think later on, spoiler alert, I let her ass get nuked. Oh, so you did that before the nuke mission? Yeah. Oh, that might be why. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because that's one of the last missions that I did. Uh, like, because you, you get sets of missions at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, in that set of missions, that's one of the last ones I did. Um the person getting nuked cuz okay what well, we'll get into you you said that Ashley got nuked in your in your game yeah they set it up so either Caden or Ashley has to die you I, can only go save one right i picked Caden to die yeah i picked Ashley to die cuz she saw she, she shot that guy in the face <laughs> I, see i and pi- space racist man i picked him to die just because he had like here here's my note on Caden Alenko bland exactly he was yeah. so boring <laughs> i know Hey, you know what? He doesn't get any better. No. Okay. I do, well, you never got to see, but he doesn't. I I imagine. He's barely in the second one, and the third one, he's hospital bound most of the time. All three of my games, he died. Yeah. I can't say you're wrong. You know? <laughs> Mistakes were made. Yeah, well. Uh, so, who did you uh, who who did you romance in the first game? I don't think I really romanced anybody. I didn't like Caden. He was dumb. The only other, pers- the only other uh, option was the blue chick, and I didn't know if my character, character was a... Uh, Lesbian or not, I was being sensitive. I don't think I romanced anybody, honestly. Hmm. Uh, Liara, her uh, her species is kind of interesting, the Asari, because they are asexual, essentially. Yeah, I'm assuming they can grow a penis. I don't know. Uh, no, the way that they breed... Oh, I, no, I've seen fan pictures. They can grow penises. 
<laughs> no. Very impressive ones. Um, they actually kind of go into it in the game on how, how they breed. Do they really? Yeah, because like, they can have physical relations with any of the species, but that's not how they have children. The way they have children is through a telepathic link. Oh, that's right. Where they... Like a mind meld kind of thing. Yeah, dur- during the telepathic link that they with the person that they choose, they find a DNA code, and they pull from... Uh, those species to make a make a new child, and so they don't ever even have to touch another person or to breed with them. Yeah, because I mean, all of them look female. Yes, that it's a even completely they don't have a gender, but it's a completely female race. Yeah, it's uh that's weird. Um, but yeah, in the first game with all of my playthroughs, I, I romanced her. Oh, okay. I just thought that she was, uh, although she I, was your only option. Well, no, because Ashley survived. She, you can't you can't romance her. Oh no, you played a male. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Um. And I. What's funny is the first time I played, I got this really awkward scene because I didn't I didn't understand that you were romancing people. I just thought you were being nice. <laughs> so she walked in on you trying to suck off what's his name? What? Uh. Uh. uh Caden. Not Caden. The guy that died in yours. Caden. Yeah. Caden. Uh. No. The, <laughs> Not Caden. Caden. Man. Come on. Keep up. The awkward part is right after Caden's death. Like, because I would go around and I would talk to everybody in between all of the missions, and I was just being nice to everybody because that's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Especially people on my team, if I'm their commander, I'm going to be nice to them. Unless they fuck up, I'm going to be nice to them. So Ashley and Liara came in and was like, you have to choose between us. And I was like, what? There's plenty of me to go around, ladies. Yeah, no, that's something that you can actually say. Oh, God. You, you can actually, <laughs> like, if they're like, you have you have to choose between... Between us, you can be like, well, why not both? How'd that go for you? Uh, Ashley storms out, and Liara's cool with it. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, okay. (laughs) Hell yeah, all right. But, but, yeah, Ashley's having none of it, and she takes off. So I just just never got with Ashley in any of the games. You would have succeeded? You probably would have thought you beat the game and threw your controller down. Like, best game ever. I beat it so fast. (laughs) And I have a raging heart on. (laughs) Five out of five stars. Mass Effect rules. (laughs) Okay, so a, a couple of quick uh, choices that you can make in the first game. The Rachni Queen. Oh, yeah, I, I saved her. So a uh, little bit of background on this particular mission. You get on this planet where there is a uh, species called Rachni. And uh, this is uh, – I, I misspoke earlier. It's not the Turians that the Salarians were fighting. It was the Rachni. Oh, okay. And that's why the uh, Krogans were specifically bred to fight. That's why there's – one left? Right. Just about uh, well, it? Well, I think there's a few left in the galaxy, but... You end up on Novaria because you're hunting people down. And uh, specifically, you're hunting Liara's mother down. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part of the story. And you you end up finding her, and there's all these spider squid-like... Yeah, I was freaking out, man. I don't do spiders. Dude, they are creepy. And, yeah. like, that... I'm not going to lie, that particular mission had me on the edge of my seat just because of how creepy it is. Like, they set up the horror of that very well. Because at one point, you find people that are just trying to survive, and they're the last people that are on, that were in this science lab um, that was experimenting on these things, and they broke out. Yeah. And so, like, you come around a corner, and one will jump out of a vent, grab a person, and drag him back down in the vent. And you're just, like, I saw that, and I just started firing at <laughs> Kill everything. <laughs> um, like it. It is dark, but after you fight her, uh, Liara's mother, 
And if you have Liara with you, there's some dialogue there. Mm. Uh, which, which I think most people did. Yeah. I know I did. Yeah. Well, I, I think I, on every mission. I definitely had Liara on that mission. Uh, I usually used her and... Um, uh, fuck, I can't remember names this episode. The guy I banged. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Garrus? Garrus, thank you. Because uh, Garrus had something that would break shields really easy, and I used their version of magic. Right. Or the force, whatever. Um, see, I generally had Liara and Tali. Okay. Um, it, yeah, Tali was good against computer, like robot-based enemies. Right. It, and even though I, like, on my second two play, on my first playthrough, I had the psychic abilities, and I realized very quick that that doesn't work too well. Um, so on my next two playthroughs, and from game two on, I was an electrician. Oh, really? Yeah, because you get you can use guns with all of them. Right. Yeah. Whoever just don't play soldier. Yeah. It's pointless. It, it's pointless. You get you get more grenades and more bullets. I think. Whoop de doo. Yeah, I never needed them. You can throw force balls and lift people in the air. Do that. It's more fun. You can do that, or because you're going to be finding so much electronic shit, you can just go, "Hey, turn off, click." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I stuck with the lifting and the throwing or, and all that stuff. Or, I, I, hey, there, there's a giant fucking thing that's uh, robotic coming at me. I'm not going to be able to kill it before it kills me because it has rockets. So I'm hacking it, and yeah. now it's killing all of its teammates. Win. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, you, after. You find the mother, um, she kills herself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, Because, like, she she realizes that her mind is being controlled by the bad guy. And so she kills herself, and you are in front of the Rachni Queen, this alien thing. And you have to make a choice. Um, Because it starts talking through a dead person. Yeah, another creepy thing in this mission. It's a very spooky mission. Yeah, it's definitely horror based. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can talk through the dead, and it, it sits there and talks to you. And it's like the reason that these things are going nuts is because they were born without ever hearing my song. I sing to my children, and that's what makes them in my thrall. If I am not able to sing to them, they will continue to go nuts and forever be beasts. I promise never to wage war against your people again. Just please let me go. Let me and my people go. And and if I can ever repay you, I will. So what did you do? I chose to save her. Yeah, I did as well. And Against, I mean, I oh God, I didn't want to. Because she was fugly? <laughs> right. And <laughs> in that, the most terrifying way. In, in all honesty, after talking to her, that was that's the only thing that was really against her. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was a war that came before, but she was a queen born after the war. Like, all she is known is this glass chamber. That's not the only thing wrong with her. She did have that shit pants inducing level that you just played through. Where yeah. you see them kill people and but stuff. But not her fault. Right. That that's definitely the scientist's fault. But that's that's one thing that really cemented Mass Effect as a as a great experience all in all through all games because in the third one you do meet up with her again she does help you out yeah and it, that's just, it, it's a it, small it, thing but it's really cool if you choose to save her you find her again yeah and you have another choice there um and depending on your choice they help you with your final mission yeah um but yeah I chose to save her because after talking to her I realized that it's not an evil species it was a misunderstood species that we tried to make completely extinct and almost succeeded 
Plus, I didn't have a giant shoe on me to take her out either. So, well, I, I do know that if you were to say no, you need to die. Then you hit a button and flamethrowers like you just catch her on fire. You have to actually watch her burn to death. Yes. Damn, that's gold, man. I guess you're playing full renegade. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you do that in a play one of your playthroughs? I did. Um, you're a bad person. My uh, femshep, my female character, was renegade. Sexist. Um. Yeah, and I, I never played Renegade. I mean, I'd make the few odd choices, because some of them are just convenient. Like, certain ones, you'll have people, like, on a balcony, pointing guns down at you. If you keep hitting Paragon, eventually they just open fire. If you hit Renegade, you shoot something next to them and blow them up. That's not bad, it's just convenient. Well, uh, one thing that I think is very funny about uh, going Renegade is, in between missions, sometimes you'll have a... Uh, a news reporter trying to get information from you. Yeah. And if you're going renegade, because she's definitely trying to pigeonhole you into into a thing. If you're if you're paragon, which is the I'm I'm the goody goody, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I was doing. Um, then you go. This interview's over. If you're a renegade, you just punch her in the face. You fucking decker. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on YouTube. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> you can be a real asshole in this game. Yes. I need to make Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> um. So the next one is Zoo's Hope, um, which is on a planet called Pharos where you're looking for Saren and the Geth, and you find these people that this plant, alien species that they've discovered while mining, um, has infected all of them. Oh, And yeah, essentially yeah. made zombie people out of them. Mm-hmm. But they can be saved. And you can, like, through your play, make certain grenades that will just knock them out and and cure them but if you if you don't plan your grenades correctly you'll run out and have to kill them right at which affects your game later and even after you knock them all out you have like a final boss fight and then you can uh and then you have another choice to make with a person that once again plays out in later games uh cuz there is an asari that was given to this plant thing to talk through. Right. And I decided that you can either decide she's too dangerous to let live because she worked with Saren, or you can let her go. I believe I let her go as well. I let her go because she gave me the most information about uh, being controlled. Doesn't she actually screw you over in the end, though, even if you let her go? Uh, no. Are you sure? Yeah, it's okay, n- it's okay. not her. Oh, all right. Um, I think the person that you're thinking is the Asari that you meet on Vermeer. Could be, because on Vermeer, which is where you had Rex die. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up again. Yeah, asshole. Um, I, I convinced, uh, I-, I convinced him to calm down. I was I was going to bring him along so that he could see what's going on. Yeah. And then in the end had to go, if these people are being bred and controlled from from being clones, then they're not really your people. And that's what finally calmed him down. Because that, that's what's going on is Saren was cloning his species, mm-hmm. and he saw it as a way for his species to thrive again uh, because they're on the verge of extinction. Right. And that, that's what starts that fight. And so if you go, hey – these aren't your people. In all honesty, they're not. They're your people are strong and passionate and have thought. These are hollow. 
Yeah, they're giant monsters with guns. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah. It, it, that part sucked. The, but uh, you, bad. you find one of the scientists that is working on the cloning process, and she says, hey, I just work here. If, if you let me go, then then I promise you'll never see me again. Well, if you let her go, you find her in uh, the second game. Okay. And if you let her go again, you find her in the third game. And it's just like, I, I'm, I'm I just trying to so make hard. a living. I'm trying, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Um, And then the third or the last big decision before the final mission is the Ashley versus Caden. Okay. And like I said, I picked... Ashley to survive. Yeah. Uh, mainly because Caden bored the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't stop doing that, man. <laughs> I mean, he goes away for the most part of two, just like I'm assuming Ashley does. Ashley does too. And you meet her on one planet and she's like, yeah, well, it's just not my time to be with you. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and we'll get into that. Um, so the very last thing that happens is the attack on the Citadel. Wait, you do realize we've been talking about Mass Effect one for 37 minutes now. Have not mentioned the Reapers. That's what I was about to say. Pretty big part of the story. And you actually see them early on. You see them on Vermeer. That's the first planet, right? No. Are you sure? Yes. Vermeer is the planet where Rex dies. Oh, okay. Because at the end of that mission, you talk to the Reaper. Yeah, you see him before that, though. You see him in the very beginning, but you don't yeah. understand. You just think that it's a, it's a, a sp- spaceship. Yeah, a spaceship, yeah. So you do see it in the first planet, yeah. Oh, right. You don't know what it is, but you do see it. Right. They, it they're it, there from the beginning of the game. It, it's not until Vermeer that you realize it is a sentient thing. And you get clues all throughout, um, mainly through the it's controlling you kind of deal. Right. Um, because Liara's mom says something about it, and then uh, somebody else says it, it gets in your mind. And it, like it starts as a whisper, and then you can't let it go. Um, and it has a certain name for it, and I'm forgetting the name. Um, indoctrination. Indoctrination. Word of the day. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm. I couldn't think of Garrus's name. I'm like indoctrination. <laughs> uh, and so it, it starts controlling controlling whoever's around it long enough. And you realize that that's kind of what's going on with Saren. Because when you fight him on Vermeer, uh, he has changed. Now, Saren, I, I've brought up his name several times. He's a Turian as well. He was a Spectre who you, during your investigation, get kicked out. And you find out that he is on this particular Reaper, uh, whose name I did not write down because I'm smart. Does it give a name? Yeah. The Reaper has a name? All of the Reapers have names. Really? Yeah. Never caught on to that. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? I guarantee you. Wow. Um, Seems like something I would have noticed. <laughs> but basically that Reaper tells you uh, over a hologram, because uh, you're, you're talking via video phone at this point essentially to it. Yeah. And it says, you know, my species comes once every so many thousand years to wipe out uh, – Anything that has advanced to a certain point. You were not advanced enough to be wiped out last time. And it's the only reason you survived. We don't wipe out everything because we need stuff to evolve. And basically you find out that the technology that you found through the universe, that all of the species found through the universe that they base their technology on is based off of the Reapers. And so they can tap into all of your technology and... They use that to shut down the Citadel because all species throughout time have found the Citadel. Yeah, it's the biggest space government. Right. 
and they they use it as their hub. Well, they teleport directly there, shut down everything, and then without government, they just spread and destroy everything. Right. So, no one believes you about the Reapers, even though you... Have seen them, dealt with them, talked to them. <laughs> seen with them, dealt with them, talked to them, have been warning the council about them since the very beginning. Yeah. This is just your first time actually talking to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find out its plan... And now it's a race. So you get to the Citadel, and it's already attacking, and the other Reapers are on the way. Except you destroy the the, tele- the relay, the the teleport. Yeah, yeah, the relay. I think so. I'm pretty sure is what they're called. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. Okay. And so you you know that the Reapers are still coming, but they have to travel. A long way because they're outside of the galaxy moving into the galaxy. Right. And so it's going to take a while. Yeah, just give yourself a head start pretty much. Essentially. Um, but it go it, it beats you to the Citadel and starts attacking. And you have to fight Saren while all of the species outside are fighting it. Yeah, the Reaper. The Reaper. I Googled it. It doesn't give a name. Oh, well, it has one. Um, But... You get a final decision during this of who you're if you're going to save the council or not. You can right, eat, they're on a ship, they're, and uh, they could very easily get taken out by reapers. Right, and so you've got to say no. It's it's important save them or no. They they've been they're kind of bastards. Yeah, they've been. <laughs> so cock, what happens happens. <laughs> they've been cock blocking me this entire time. I've been warning them. They decided not to. I, I couldn't let Normandy and the pilot do something that mean. Because Seth Green voices him, and I couldn't picture Joker. him being like, yeah, Joker. I couldn't picture Joker being that big of an asshole. Yeah. He's snarky, but he's got a heart of gold, guys. Oh, Come yeah. On. Uh, he's probably one of my favorite characters. Oh, it got to be. And you get to play as him for a little bit in, in, one in of the, the later second games. Game. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, I love Joker. All three games. It's fantastic. Yeah. Voiced by Seth Green. Very fun character. Um, you, you find out in the very first game that he's got brittle bone disease mm-hmm. or, or bird bone disease or whatever they decided to call it. I think bird bone disease is probably a really mean way to say something like I, that. <laughs> the only reason that I bring it up is because he says it at some point. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, he's a very interesting character. Honestly, if they bring one back, one character back for the new one, I hope it's Joker. I hope it, he's flying my it ship. It won't be. I know. Shut up. Um, It'd be cool. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, after... You beat Saren, and they destroy the Reaper, which Joker flies through it. Like, he blows a hole in it and then just flies through it like a spear. Yeah, because he's cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he, he, he's the best pilot in the verse. Yeah. <laughs> um, But then you get to choose who is going to be humanity's representation on the council. Yeah, you have your commander or uh, – well, your old commander or uh... – Yeah, Commander Anderson or uh, Counselor Udina. Which is yeah, he's a professional politician, right? I always picked Anderson because he he was the person that was that backed you up from the very beginning. But he uh, also had everybody's best interest in mind all the time, right? So yeah, I picked him as well. Uh, I thought that he was a complete badass. And do you know much about his his background story? Not anymore. It's been a while. He was originally set up to be a a, a specter. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And Saren. Uh, was on a mission with him and sabotaged the mission and got a bunch of people killed and blamed him. And that's why he didn't become the humanity's first specter. Okay. Um, and that's why, because he's backing you up, the council doesn't trust you at first. 
is yeah. because they think that it's just a, a, a revenge thing. Yeah, it makes sense. So, Mass Effect 2. So Mass Effect 2 starts out uh, kind of intense. Like you're on a mission and then you get shot out of space. Yeah, you die. Yeah, you uh, you get spaced um, without being able to jump into an escape pod and fall through a planet's uh, atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. Now, different planets have different atmospheres, so you may have been able to get through that without dying, but when you hit the ground, that's pretty much done. No, it shows it shows your body catch fire. It does. <laughs> like, you're dead. <laughs> it does, but you're in a specialized spacesuit. You you're could dead, probably Robert. survive that. You're totally dead. Um, Not for long. No. The, the Like I said, the landing is what kills you, <laughs> especially uh, because one of the characters that uh, was there when you were found says that you were goo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gross. Like, that's something that they specifically say. Yeah. Um, and you kind of see the uh, them reconstructing you, but you don't really know what's going on. Just all of a sudden you wake up and you are in a lab. And you find out that a company named Cerberus, who is a company that you could run into in the first game, who – space racists. Kind of, yeah. Um, but they say that – Space racists with mechs. Yes. But they say that they're trying to go a different way, and now they are trying to save the universe or the galaxy, and that's why they needed you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because of what you did in, in the events of the first game, you made yourself one of the most important people in the galaxy, and now they need you uh, to stop the collectors because humans are going missing. Uh, and so it starts with you getting a bunch of dossiers for different people. And you, you can ask, what about my old crew? And they're like, we don't know where they're at. We, right. we have no idea. And the ones that we do know won't want to be with you or won't want to be with us. Yeah. And not you necessarily, but if they find out that you were rebuilt by Cerberus, then yeah, you know, they're a shady company, army, military, whatever they are. Yeah. And so the first mission you go on, you actually run into whoever survived uh, the explosion. Right, either Ashley or Caden. Right. So I ran into good old playful Caden. I ran into Ashley, and she... you think she would love Cerberus? You would think, but... Space she, racist. <laughs> but because she is military, and they work outside of the law in her eyes, uh, she, she thinks that you have turned your back on the Alliance. Right. And so she's like, nope, I want nothing to do with you. Yeah, Caden's about the same way. That's the last that you see of her in, in game number two. Yeah. Yeah, same with Caden. Uh, but then you get a bunch of dossiers to go around and try to get people and mm-hmm. go on a bunch of zany adventures. Of course. That's how you get Garrus back and stuff. Yep. Uh, who His code name is the Guardian Angel. Right. Yeah. Now, I did not write down everybody's uh, code names because that would have been way too much for me to... <laughs> Do you remember Kanye West's name? I can't remember his name. There's a guy that looks like Kanye West. He was oh, cool. He, he w- oh, no, he wasn't. No, actually, why not? What's wrong with him? Uh, he he was as bad as Caden. No, he, was he wasn't boring. his man. Uh, to me, he was boring. Like, I just decided not to do his side mission, like, at all. I didn't care. Oh, so you pretty much let him die in the end? Oh, yeah. I sent him you? to his death. Oh, come on, man. That's cold. There's nothing <laughs> wrong. He was, he was like the little goody two-shoes that he just wanted to do right, you know? He Like, he, he was boring and annoying. Like, every time I walked by him, he had something to say, even when I didn't want to talk to him. If you play as a female, he kind of tries to get it. Oh, yes, he does. I shot him down. <laughs> Garrus, man. Yeah. That's my dude. But uh, the crew in the second one is Garrus, like you said. Tali. Yeah, she comes back as well. Um, Which in this game is the first time that you can actually romance her. 
uh, Grunt, which is a clone of all of the great battle masters from the Krogan species mixed into one. And I, I am proud to report I kept mine alive this time. Well, you, I don't think – well, yeah, you can kill him in the end. Everybody can die Everybody, in the end. You can die in the end. Yes. Everybody can, yeah. Um, But, yeah, Grunt uh, – Grunt, I thought, was awesome. Because... Grunt was pretty cool. He's no Rex, but he's cool. Right. Uh, I, I just really like the Krogans, I think, but like he was interesting in the fact that he was too born. They're less radical battletoads. Uh, yeah. I think that's why I like them. <laughs> yeah, but like at one point, he just starts going nuts, and nobody understands why, and he's like, I don't know why, but I know I've got to get to the planet of my people. Right. And you run into Rex. No, I didn't. Oh, well, if he's alive. <laughs> don't lie to me, Robert. If he's alive, you run into Rex, and he's now the leader of of, uh, of the Krogans, of his clan. Oh, that's cool. And there are a couple of clans that don't see eye to eye with him, but they're peaceful. As peaceful as Krogans can be. Yes. Okay. Um, we only use our fists when we fight, not guns. And he's, he sees you with the two-born grunt mm-hmm. and goes, well, he, he never did his rite of passage. He needs to get his aggression out. And yeah, I started to do that mission. It's just Rex wasn't the one in charge. Right. Um, it, yeah, it was a cool little setup, and it makes you like the character more. Yeah. Isn't that where you kill the giant warm? Yeah, the Thresher Mall. Yeah, Thresher, yeah thank you. Uh, yeah, and I thought that was really cool. You got to learn a lot more about the species. Um, like, that game, I think, is the most species delving that it went into. Well, it's very character-driven because, I mean, the whole premise of the game is at the beginning you find out that you're going on a suicide mission. Yes. And it's you getting your crew together, and then while you're doing that, you can make them trust you more. And that uh, – it ups their chance of survival through the suicide mission. Yes. So it, it was an interesting setup. I never really played a game like that where, like, hey, here's your goal. You got the rest of the game to get there, and if you're not prepared when you get there, sorry. Yeah. It's your fault. Yep. Like, so It really makes, uh, it makes it feel like the blood's on your hands. Right, so Which you is get an interesting take. Yeah, so you get Tali, and I don't remember uh, off the top of my head. I have it written down uh, later what her mission is. Garrus, who his mission, uh, when you find him, he was leading a group of mercenaries trying to take out a bunch of bad guys uh, on this space station called Omega, and mm-hmm. he is the sole survivor of it. Yeah, and that's why he joins you. Like he gets, like his face gets fucked up. Uh, in the very beginning of that game, uh, trying to take on a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Successfully. Yeah. He he gets shot in the face and you take out the helicopter. Um, and, like, for the next two games, he has scars on his face. Yep. And he's like, tell me, be honest, am I pretty? <laughs> I always told him yes. Oh, so, so did I. Like, even as the guy, because, like, <laughs> well... You definitely get a bro relationship with him. Oh, do you? If That's you play cool, as man. a guy, like cool. you, him and Tali became my favorite people just to have around because mm-hmm. they were with you in the first game, and I like I brought those two on the final mission of the first game, not knowing that they were going to be in the second game. Right, right. And so, like those two became my friends on that, and like him especially. In, in the in the third game, you have this. Uh, this part where he's like, I, I want to go target shooting. Yeah, yeah. I did that as a date. Yeah, it, it wasn't a date. It was just a hangout. He's like, hey, are you uh, sure? Yeah. He, <laughs> he's like, I want to hang out. And you're like, all right. And so he has like these uh, bottles of alcohol mm-hmm. and you're chucking them off of this bridge and shooting at him. In the middle of the Citadel. So that glass has to land somewhere. 
Right. But he but hey, he makes sure that the bullets are rubber so they're not going to if it hits somebody it's not going to kill them. It'll just sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and you get to choose whether or not you're going to let him win or not. Yeah. And if you let him win, then he's like, "Yes, that's right. I am the best shot. I beat the great and mighty shepherd." <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I let him win. Yeah. Uh so like he he became like my space bro. Yeah, yeah, he's a um, great character. There was Thane Krios who was an assassin. Yeah. Um uh of a species called Drell which hadn't been introduced up until then. Right. Uh you still don't see much of them. Yeah, they're like a fish people. Kind of uh, they're uh Abraham from Hellboy, pretty much it. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um but he has uh essentially space cancer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and he's he, terminal. Yeah, he he joins your cause because he's already going to die. Yeah, well, plus he's trying to find his son. Yeah, he he's trying to find his son. Um, but he knows he's going to die and that's why he'll join you on your mission. Right. Is because either way he's not going to survive. Yeah, so if he dies in battle, at least he died doing something, you right. know. And an insanely strong uh telekinetic called Jack yeah. Who she was experimented on as a child by Cerberus. And became the world's first space emo. Uh, I wouldn't say first. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. In the Mass Effect universe. I, I don't know. I've been to the club in the first game. That's true. <laughs> Would Anakin be the first space emo? Yes. Anakin Skywalker? Long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Miranda Lawson, who essentially takes Ashley's place in this game uh, as the uh, human with the tightest body armor. Kind of a bitch. Kind of a bitch. Kind of a bitch. Um, but you find out that she's doing what she does to protect her sister. Right. Yeah. Um, Legion, who's a geth. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, basically, you find him on a collector spaceship. The collectors are the ones that are kidnapping uh, the different species and shot you out of the sky. Um, well, you, you find their ship kind of stationary. And you find all these Geth on board, and then he takes them out. Yeah, yep. With a sniper rifle. And he's just like, uh, yeah, I'm not connected to them. Uh, he's been removed from the hive mind. Well, he's been removed from the hive mind to a degree. Like, the, you find out that there's actually two factions of the Geth. Those, oh, that's right, yeah. Those that followed uh, Saren, and therefore the Reapers, and those that called out Saren on his bullshit, and they separated their hive mind. Yeah, that's right. Uh, because his uh, loyalty mission is you find the people that followed Saren, and you get to choose. You get to choose if you're going to uh, wipe their memories and rejoin them to the hive mind that Legion's part of, or say it's just too dangerous and blow it up. Okay. Uh, I also can't remember what I did. I blew him up, which is... I think I might have as well. Which is good, because it's the only way to create peace in the third game between them and the Quarians. You have to blow... Yeah, blow I, them well, up. I know there's a certain... there's a, If you don't get certain assets and stuff in the third game, Legion gets taken over again somehow. Right. And you have to actually kill him and stuff. Uh, right. So, yeah, I can't remember exactly what choices I made. Um, Samara, which is an Asari... An yeah. insanely powerful Asari um, called a Justicar, mm-hmm. and you find out that her and her family are so strong that if they breed with anybody, they kill the person that uh, they breed with just because their psychic energy is too strong. Right, but when you find her, she's actually fighting another uh, another alien. 
And if you help the other alien, which is a serial killer, she joins your party instead. It's her daughter. It is her daughter. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I I, I helped the mother. I let the I let the daughter die. But you can have the daughter yeah. on your team. Uh, and the daughter just ta- takes the mother's name anyway. Yeah, but if you if you choose to romance her, she'll do it and kill you. Yeah. The mother just says no. Uh, until the third game. No. Yes. No, you cannot. Yes, you can. No, you can. I tried. Yes, you can. I've done it. Sure, yeah. Um, at Morden Solis. That's who, the scientist, correct? He's the scientist Solarian who has the best song. It is a play on I Am the Very Model of a Modern Major General from Pirates of the Penzance, and it goes as follows. I am the very model of a scientist Solarian. I've studied species Taurian, Asari, and Vitarian. I'm quite good at genetics as a subset of biology because I am an expert, which is which I know is a tautology. My Xena science studies range from urban to agrarian. I am the very model of a scientist Solarian. That's the first time I've heard you sing that with a purpose. You usually <laughs> just walk around the house. I am a model of a... Hey, you've not complained before. Yes, I have. Okay, yeah, you, you do that <laughs> quite often. Uh, and then the last person's Jacob Taylor. The only note I have, bland. He wasn't that. He wasn't nearly as bad as Caden, man. You didn't have Caden around. You don't get to make that call. Okay, you're right. I killed Caden off very quickly. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't with him. You had to at least wait till the end of the game. Yeah, he died at the end of the game. Oh, he didn't make it. Yeah, I figured we'll run through uh, who uh, survived. My first playthrough, he didn't make it. He made it on the other playthroughs, but not by my choice. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> like I, I sent him specifically to die in a tube at one point. He crawls out. You're like, I made it. I actually made it. You pop him in the head. <laughs> Man, did you see that shot that those bad guys get? Okay, so uh, before we continue, who did you romance? Gareth. You just stayed with Gareth? Or Garrus, all, sorry. Uh, Garrus all three games? No, you couldn't romance him in the first one. I thought you could. No, I told you I didn't romance anybody. Oh. Um, Remember, he's still kind of the hardened badass in the first one. You can't romance him. Right. Um, and I, I almost went with um, the blue chick, but decided not to. Liara. Liara, thank you. There's too many names involved. How come I'm able to remember? Like I have in Google, I have Mass Effect Three. Can you? And I can't remember the name, so I'm just gonna stop typing. There we go. Um, you? Uh, the first time I played through, I stayed with Liara because I had the DLC. I never played through the DLC. Oh, that's right, Liara. You find out is where is a shadow broker. Yeah, she becomes the shadow broker through that DLC. Well, yeah. When if you don't have the DLC, she just is. You don't really find out how. Right. Um, she doesn't really join your party or anything either. In the DLC, you can actually play with her. You find out that she has uh, been giving information to uh, to uh, the Shadow Broker, and he betrayed her. And so she's like, well, I'm now going to be the Shadow Broker. Mm-hmm. And you actually have to fight him. And he is an alien species that you will run into again in the third game, that it's the first time you actually see his species in the series, and essentially, uh, like the Krogans before him, he was a species that so the Salarians uh, jumped up a couple of evolutions. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. He, he's one of the surviving people of that, but you actually see uh, one of his species in uh, a, a Salarian... Uh, scientist laboratory in the third game. Oh yeah, that's that's kind of cool. That's the only two times you see that species. Yeah, interesting. So I have no idea what he looks like. Yeah, I didn't have the DLC. Big old and ugly. The DLC is twenty bucks. Um, I mean, it's probably cheaper now. I would hope. Yes, I think I got it for free actually because I got into the game series right before the third game dropped. Yeah, so did I. 
Um, and yeah, it was it was I it was either free or on sale. Or right after, I, yeah, three came out. Well, no, no, because I I actually was able to play Mass Effect three online, and there were still a lot of players on, so it couldn't have been out for too terribly long, you mm. know, because people like games like that drop off pretty quick online. Right. Um, the second time I played through as a guy, I romanced Tally, and she is by far my favorite of the romances. Yeah, that's what you said. I I wouldn't know. She doesn't swing that way, and I always play as a female. Um, Never had the option. When I played as a female, I romanced Kelly Chambers, who is uh, in, in the second Mass Effect, uh, the Normandy ships, Yalman, and she's a psychologist. Mm. She's the one that tells you uh, when people on your ship have side missions, essentially. Hey, this person's acting. We need to go talk to him. Or you have a call, or you have a message. Uh, yeah. Check your computer. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, um, I, I started romancing her because I didn't realize that you could... You know, romance scares at the time. So at the beginning of the game, I started romancing her, and I think we fooled around once in a shower. Yep. But then, uh, yeah, once I realized I could uh, romance Gareth instead, I, I just I went with that. Well, in that game, you can romance once again everybody. Pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I romanced her. Um. And I think that the first time I played through, she ended up dying at the end. Oh, really? Yeah, because if you don't do things in a very timely manner after something happens, af- after the mission where Joker, uh, where you play as Joker, if you don't start acting very timely, a lot of your people die. Mm-hmm. I actually, yeah, I, I got everything done in time. So I went in I went in having everybody's side missions done. Right. Everything done in time, and I still lost two people. Right. Well, what's interesting with the Liara romance is because it is, like, it, if you don't get the DLC, you just don't run into her at all. No, you run into her. She's the Shadow Broker. No, she That's how I knew that. No, she, you do missions for her. She just won't, you can't romance her, and she won't come on your ship or go on missions with you. She sends oh. you on a couple. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, But you can't do any uh, relationship with her. Right. Um, If you don't have the DLC. If you have the DLC, then you can romance her. Essentially, you have, like, this little date on the Shadow Broker's ship. Um, so she still doesn't join your crew, though. She still does not join your crew because oh, okay. she she's needed as the shadow broker, and she right. knows that. Yeah, I thought she'd go, I thought she joined you on the suicide mission and everything if you had the DLC. No. Okay. Um, and so like you have your night with her, and you guys essentially end things with going well. If you survive this and you still want to make a go of this, then let's do it. But for right now, I am yours. You are mine. What happens after night, I don't care. Oh, okay. And so you can romance her and then go romance somebody else. You can get a side piece. Uh, or she acts not as cheating your if side you... piece. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's not cheating if you think you're going to die in two days. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> no I, repercussions. I did not romance anybody else. And I actually, before the final missions is where you get to see what happens with your romance. Mm-hmm. Generally, you sleep with the person. Right. In that one, because I did not... Uh, stray, as you will, from Liara, you actually uh, just go and sit on your bed and you're holding a picture of her and you put it down and you go, I'll be back before going on your mission. And just furiously masturbate? Uh, it, it's implied. It, it, it's it's actually kind of romantic, I think. Like, if you decide just to stay with her, it, it oh, becomes yeah, very yeah, romantic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Uh, but yeah, Tali was by far my favorite of the relationships. Kelly was... When I was playing the female character, she was just kind of there. It was flirtatious, fun, woohoo, done. Yeah, there's not much to it. Yeah. So you do your different side missions. Um, with Jack, it's going back to her 
the place where she was raised and tortured. Experimented on, yeah. yeah. Um, Garrus, you're hunting down the person that betrayed him. Samara, you're trying to find her daughter. If I remember right, Jack, was that her name? Yes. Uh, is the hardest romance to actually see through. If it's even possible in the first one. Like, you, ha- you have to be male, and, like, she's such a pain in the ass. Plus, you have to uh, choose sides between her and uh, the chick from Cerberus. Uh, well, you have to... That's not necessarily uh, a romance thing. There are conflicts that happen through the game. Mm-hmm. One with her and Miranda. Miranda, that's her name. Uh, one with Tali and Legion. Right. Which uh, I actually got the... There, If you're very specific, you can... D- dissolve the feud. Right. Which With I did for Talia and Legion. The other one, Miranda hated my guts for the rest of the game. Like, yeah. would barely talk to me. Yeah, I, I was able to play it to where everything is essentially, hey, we're going to die in two days. Knock the shit off. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> how, yeah Legion and Tali's, uh, Tali. Tally. Yep. Uh, I, I got through, but the other one I, I couldn't crack. And also, I didn't really care. I wasn't much on Jack. Um, Yeah, with, uh, with Tally in the second game, um, you find out that she's been sending Geth components to her father, and this is where you like she's been brought up on charges against her people, right? And essentially, you have to go and prove her father's innocence, and then through that, you find out that her father's not so innocent. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been reviving Geth to do his experiments on. Oh, yeah. And that's what led to everybody on his ship dying, which is why Tally gets brought up on charges because she was the one sending the the stuff. Right. And so the three choices that you have, uh, I have written here, Tally doesn't want her father's reputation ruined, so she asks Shepard not to tell the board about the evidence. If Shepard complies, Tally's exiled. Uh, the second choice is Shepard ca- can also agree to present the episode, the evidence upon which Tally's father is exiled uh post death uh which makes tally angry because mm-hmm. you just gave her family a bad name or you can give this grandiose speech uh persuading the board that a person like tally would never be able to betray her own people which technically she didn't uh this way her name is cleared and her father's reputation is preserved yeah i did that last one I did the last one, too. Did you? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not necessarily the right choice, but you got to keep your mind on the mission, and you need everybody with a clear head. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I think I think that, honestly, it was the best choice regardless, because, yeah, her father messed up, but she didn't know what was going on. Right. Yeah, but this lets your father get off scot-free. Her father's dead. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter at that point. That's true. Yeah, so no harm, no foul. Yeah. Um. Through DLC, you can also get one more person. Well, two more people. Zaid, who I didn't care about, never got him. I, I didn't play either. I didn't play any of the DLC for the second game. And Kasumi. And Kasumi is uh, a thief. And I actually kind of liked her her DLC mission um, because it's a heist. Like, you're pulling oh, that's a That's kind of cool, man. Yeah. Huh. It was a lot of fun. That could be fun in that game because from one to two, we didn't really hit on this, but they changed the mechanics of gameplay a lot. Yeah. And made it a lot more fun. Two, two to three didn't jump <laughs> A lot at all, but no. one to two jumped a whole lot. Yeah, they made everything more just tighter, and yeah, it's it's a lot more fun. Yes, I I I agree. Um, so but, I, what I, why I said that is a heist mission with those controls and stuff could be a lot of fun. Yeah, with superpowers, I I like anybody that gets the game 
now, which I still highly recommend to play through this game series. And I know that right now you can get uh, Mass Effect 2 for free on computer. Oh, yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh, nowadays, where it's been so long, the first one, honestly, is going to be a rough set at first, at least to get used to. Yeah. Uh, but if you buy the second one, you can get DLC that's a comic book that tells you what's happened, and then you get to pick the choices. Right. And then it starts, too, as if you've played one making those choices. Right, right. So if you can't get into one, do that. And I think that that DLC that has the comic book is free. No, I bought it for three because I didn't want to replay through the whole series. In three, not for yeah, two. Yeah, three. Two, I'm not sure. Three, it was like five bucks, I two, think. Two was free. Was it? Okay. Yeah. But, I mean, even if you are if you want to play two or three, if it costs a little bit of money, it's cheaper than buying the game and playing through it, <laughs> you know? But if you want the full experience, go for it. There's still plenty there to enjoy, I'm sure. Right. Um. So the only other mission that I have aside from the loyalty missions, which we've already touched on, uh, is called Overlord, David Archer, which you find out that this guy, um, you, you're, you're, you and the crew are sent to investigate a Cerberus station, uh, which has ceased all communications. Um, you find this guy named David Archer, uh, who is the autistic brother of one of the researchers. Um, I don't remember this at all. It's a fucked up story. Is it, it DLC or? No. This is not a main mission. Or at least I don't think it's DLC. It, this is it, not ringing a bell at all. I, this is a side mission, but th- this mission definitely stood out in my head. Um, so David has been merged with a virtual intelligence program designed to control the Geth. Uh, the VI program uh, goes rogue, and the Geth and the Geth control group begins destroying the station. Uh, you eventually find David deep within the laboratory, and he's hooked up with all kinds of tubes and shit just hanging there. Uh, crucified? On, essentially crucified on hooks, different poles sticking out of his arms and shit. Like, it's definitely very painful. And you have two choices here. You can either choose to take David from his brother Gavin to prevent any further abuse to the poor guy and send him to Grissom Academy, uh, a school for uh, gifted youth uh, who use telekinetics or uh, you can let David be left in the hands of his brother to continue the experiment. Holy shit. Now I've heard of the school because Jack runs it in the third one. Yes. If she but, survives, she runs it in the third. Yeah, no, that is not, I, I was not a part of this. It was, it was such a fucked up mission. Like I can still tell you, like his mouth is just hanging open with all kinds of tubes. He has no room to say anything. Oh shit! He's got poles sticking straight through his arm, pinning him in place. Hooks in his mouth, keeping his mouth open. I think his eyes are held open with. You did save him, right? Yeah, I oh, saved him. Oh, thank God. Him. Okay. <laughs> if you left the poor kid there, you're out, yeah, you're out. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can't be friends with you anymore. Yeah, like, it was a fucked up mission. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder who you do it for. Uh, He was doing it for Cerberus. No, who you do the mission for. Like, how you get the side mission. Maybe it's one that comes in the mail that I didn't catch or something. Yeah, it, it is. Is it? Okay. Yeah, you get, the, you get the mission from Cerberus because one of their places just went offline. Right. And so they're like, we need to know what's going on with our people. And then they, they're like, well... Keep the experiment going. You, you're like, no. Well, I at least was like, no. Fuck that and fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you find out they're bad guys anyways. Yeah, the elusive man's a real asshole. Yeah, he uh, in the third game he gets indoctrinated. And yeah, the, the elusive man because this is the first time we've actually brought his name up is the person who's in charge of Cerberus. Yeah, behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, actually, fav- uh, 
voiced by a very famous actor. Uh, yeah, uh, it's the older Sheen, the the Papa Sheen. I'm pretty sure. Daddy Sheen. Yeah, Daddy Sheen. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen, Papa Sheen. I was right. I'm glad that uh, you know, behind the scenes we just didn't talk for a while. Google it. Both of us googling it. I was right <laughs> in the first place. I mean, it would have helped if I didn't well, just call him Papa Sheen. I, I knew that it was Charlie Sheen's dad. I just yeah, didn't know his yeah. name. Um, but yeah, they actually digitally put him in the game. Like it's design, like his facial design is Martin Sheen's. You know, the only reason the elusive man smokes cigars is because he refused to take the cigar out of his mouth while they were doing motion <laughs> capture, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fuck you. I'm famous. <laughs> I mean, one of my sons is a real asshole, but I'm famous. His son's probably more famous than he is. I don't uh, know. Tiger blood. And he's a wizard, man. You're referencing stuff from years ago. Nobody cares about the man anymore. I, I, yeah. If you can be replaced by Ashton Kutcher. You failed in life. That's a two and a half man reference. Yeah, I know. Man, I hated that show before and uh, after. But he he does have the best line of all time. When asked by a judge why a man like him would pay for prostitutes to have sex, he's like, I don't pay them to have sex. I pay them to leave. Yeah. If you have to say that to a judge, though, I still feel like you're doing something wrong in life, man. <laughs> okay, so at the end of two, you go on your suicide mission. Your yeah. people have been abducted. You have this, uh, you have this mission with Joker to unlock uh, ED, EDI, which is the AI that has been restricted to to running uh, ru- running the everything Normandy. on the Normandy. Yeah. Um, and because of the stuff with Geth, AI is illegal. Right. Um, but in order to save everybody, as Joker, you you have to release her. You have to make it to where she doesn't have boundaries. Right. Um, and actually, you run into uh, Ed, Edie. You run into her in the first game. Really? Yeah. There's a mission on Earth's moon uh, where there. That's DLC. I no. bought it. No, there, there's one. There's a DLC where you go to the Earth's moon and there's a base there. Yeah. I bought it and then never played it because you can't play it after you beat the game. It is an amazing uh, thing because, like, you go through and there's. All like the AI that or the VI that was running the place has become AI, mm-hmm. and it's trying to protect itself from getting destroyed. That's that's the whole mission, and you've got to shut down the computers. And every time you do, you hear like electronic screeching, uh, and then the last one that you do pops up an entire screen of binary that just covers your screen. And if you type in that binary. It, it says something akin to "Help me, please help." It hurts. It hurts. Help me, oh, please wow. help. It hurts. It so that weirring and the electric, like white noise you were hearing, was screams of pain. Yes, interesting. And later on in the series, I think it's the third game where she, you, you can talk to her because she gets a robotic body. Right. Uh, you can talk to her, and she goes, "You know, we met before you ever uh, got on my ship. I was the AI on the moon." That's crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. You can't go to the moon unless you have that DLC. I di- I didn't realize it was a DLC. I must. It was have... like a dollar, dollar ninety nine. But I didn't know there's DLC for the game until I beat it. And I had two and three sitting on my shelf that I hadn't played yet. So I gotcha. bought the DLC. I was like, well, I'll just go through this real quick and then play two. I realized I would have had to restart the game. I was like, nope. <laughs> right. So I, I wasted I wasted the DLC money, but oh well. So you go on your suicide mission, and throughout the mission, you send people to do. Certain tasks. Certain tasks. Uh, you're supposed to pick who's best for each job. And they're, I mean, it really helps their chance of survival. Yeah. Um, like, 
if you know a person is going to be in a superheated tube, it's probably best not to send a human, but the bastard lives anyway. Uh, <laughs> you tried to cook him? I tried to cook him. What the fuck is wrong like, with you? He's you, not that bad. I'm you, sorry. You can send Tali, who's in a protective suit, Legion, who's a robot, or him. You sent him. I sent him. You're an asshole. <laughs> It was but the only he, way that I could guarantee he wasn't going to survive, and wrong. the bastard survived. Like, I did not have anybody die that mission. I I lost two people. I lost two people. I lost um the scientist. Uh, okay. The one with the song. Morden. Morden, yeah, which sucks, because he was great. Yeah, it, probably my uh, favorite crew member, aside from Tali and Garrus. Joker. It, well, I don't count Joker. He, he. Well, you, yeah, but you get to see his romance blossom with uh, a, in the third a, a voice. No, it starts in the second one because remember they start flirting when she's just a voice. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah, I mean, there, obviously there's no contact, but you can like he'll be like, I kind of like her and stuff like that. And well, at you... first he absolutely hates her, right? Because he thinks uh, she's taking control of the ship from him. But yeah, that that's a oh god, it's a beautiful romance between those two. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah, I lost him and I lost uh, man. Who was the other one? Actually, I do remember uh, the other one I lost. It was Jacob. You lucky fucker. Yeah, it just dawned on me. I was like, oh, that's why I don't remember. Because I don't remember him in three at all. Because he died <laughs> in the suicide mission. I was actually kind of sad. Maybe that's why I don't mind the character. <laughs> I was like, well, he died nobly, so he's a decent guy. <laughs> yeah, you've been defending him like crazy, but. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it wasn't nearly as heartbreaking <laughs> as, as the scientist. But yeah, holy shit. I can't believe I forgot about that. Because everybody else I remember running into in three. See, I knew that. Uh, him and Tali, uh, the scientist and Tali were squishy, um, as compared to everybody. Like they, they would die easier if, oh, if okay. you, uh, cause at the end you pick two people to go with you to take out the human reaper collector baby hybrid baby monster. monster giant mech. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about how weird that thing is. <laughs> yeah. It's like from some, uh, something from 2001, A Space Odyssey. Right. That's the best way I can uh, describe it. So if you send everybody else away, the chances of those two dying jump up. Uh, so I kept Tali and Morden with me. Okay. So that's why – yeah, no, Morden wasn't with me. I took Garrus and uh, – because I just figured, hey, take the strong people because – like I, I sent Grunt to make sure the people made it safe because that ups their chances and right. stuff. But because uh, you can even lose um, Joker in this, remember he's in a tube and stuff. If I remember right, no. Or is it your medic? It's your medic. Yeah. Uh, the medic, if if you wait long enough, is the only person that survives. Yeah. Well, if you don't get to the mission fast enough, though, she dies no matter what. No, she no matter what she survives. Are you sure? Yeah. Everybody else dies. Okay. Because that's how Kelly died with me. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, she survived on mine. Uh, but yeah, I took Garrus and somebody else with me. I think Miranda. Okay. With me, because I, don't I, think I, I kind of her... thought I just needed good firepower, you know. Right Out, outside of her, uh, her mission, I don't think I took Miranda on anything. I didn't take her on much either. Yeah, um, I I very rarely took humans with me on any. Well, they're just generally not as good. Yeah, yeah, especially Caden. Yeah, I would I wouldn't know. Say so you don't like the one guy. You weren't <laughs> there with Caden for two fucking games and a cutscene <laughs> and two. I just. And you have to go visit him in the hospital in three. You're right. forced into that dialogue. And guess what? It never is. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> ah, fuck. Uh, but at, at the end of two, you have like the epic jump from like the exploding base onto <laughs> your ship. Yeah. Like totally made for if we wanted to make a movie, we totally could, guys. They yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could. Um, um, yeah. And, and then three starts. Very cool, three man. starts. 
uh, kind of the same way. So did you play through the same way I did? Uh, how was Where that? you just, like, they're all out, so you picked them up, boom, boom, boom. Like, when you were done with one, you picked up two? Yeah. Okay, same here. So as soon as I was done with two, I picked up three. And remember, it starts out all sad and weird. You're on Earth and, like, you're inactive and stuff. Well, okay. It doesn't last for long. Let, 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 me, let me rephrase that, because three was going to come out in a couple months when, mm. I, when I got the first one. Right. And everybody was hyped about it, and I, I had never played it, and everybody was telling me how good it was. And so I decided to play it and immediately fell in love with the first game. Right. And then the second one, came, like, I found it, and I, I got it and was immediately turned off by the controls and then went, Oh no, this is actually better. The second one, yeah. Is that what said? Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah. The story wasn't better. I'll argue that the story wasn't better in the second one. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not so much honestly about the story as much as it is. It's forming about the bonds. Yeah, it's the yeah. character development. Which is why I mean, two is actually my favorite of the series. Okay. Uh, because of that, and it, compared to the first one, the gameplay was so refreshing and stuff. And two is honestly my least favorite. Okay. Uh, I, I loved three. D- just three. Yeah, mine go two, three, one. Yeah, uh, my, mine's three, three is fantastic. I can't really argue against that. Yeah, three, honestly, three, I two. can't say if two is necessarily. I know it's not a better game, technically. Right. Uh, I just had more fun with it for some reason. Which is, well, yeah, three I, gets I, kind of depressing. Three does get kind of depressing, but you tie up a lot of loose ends. I did lose the least amount of people in that one, though. I probably lost the most. Oh, good. You deserved it. <laughs> you and your squeaky clean, clean suicide mission. It ruins the name. <laughs> it wasn't even a suicide mission. It was a mission. Yeah. You ass. Um. So the crew in the third one is Ashley or Caden, mm-hmm. um, who get fucked up by a, a robot. A robot, yeah. Who Edie can take over that body after you kill it. Yeah, which she becomes a really cool character. I mean, she, she's she, a character in too, technically. But having her around, you can take her on missions. Yeah, I I actually really liked uh, her character, and that's when I really started noticing the relationship between her and Joker. And he comes to you for like relationship advice. So does she. It, she does. Wonderful. She does to a very slight amount, but like, there's one part where you can be sitting down at a bar and they're talking, and he doesn't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> and so you could essentially, it's the buddy in the bush scenario. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah for a serious and kind of bleak that game can be. There are some really fun moments when you're at the Citadel and stuff like that. It's like little breaks in the game, right? That uh, just really make it all work. You know, you don't get too like. Dragged down by all the stuff going on. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you get Tali again, and her name is actually changed to Tali Zora Voss Normandy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, like, the Normandy becomes her home ship, and mm-hmm. so the Quarians, her people, recognize that and recognize you as her commander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, yeah, I really put two and two together on that. It's yeah. kind of neat. Just, it's the little it, things it's with the Mass little, Effect. Yeah. Um, Liara comes back. Garrus comes. Full time. Yeah. And she's kind of a major bitch in the third one. Oh, really? Yeah. I know she's a lot more serious, but that I mean, everybody's about to die. So you can kind of see why. Yeah. I but, guess. But, like, she, she's still the shadow broker just running everything from your ship. Yeah, she has a big office that she runs everything from in the yeah. bottom of the uh, It's It's Miranda's old office. That's right. Um. So Garrus comes back. Yeah, as we discussed with the, the date. Yeah. Or your bro date. Yeah. It's totally a date, though. He was trying to get that. I hope you know that. <laughs> uh, Arya, uh, who is – you get a uh, side mission with her. Yeah. It's not much. Right. And then James Vega, who is a space muscle head. Yeah. He's, he's all right. 
I did not like his character at all. Mediocre. Yeah. Like he was just an asshole. Like he's not even the he's not even the marine in the game with the most story. Like there's somebody in the bottom deck of the Normandy that's a gay marine. Way more interesting story. Yeah. He's just not like, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage in space. Oh god, he should be my favorite character, shouldn't he? <laughs> like <laughs> uh, see, I did not know how to get to him. I just knew that he, I could take him on missions. So for the longest time traveling around in the Normandy, I didn't know where the fuck he was? And then when I found him, he was giving me shit because I've been paying everybody else attention. <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you're a Marine. You take my fucking orders and you shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> like, yeah, I, the, nor- the setup on the Normandy on that one was a little confusing. Yeah, that was the that was the most uh, most renegade I went on any of my people throughout the games on my first playthrough <laughs> because like I finally found him and I was like, oh cool, I get to have some story. And he just immediately started giving me shit, mm-hmm. and like he he wanted to prove himself. And, and and you can wrestle, like, like he he wants to spar with you. Oh really? Yeah. And so I broke his nose <laughs> <laughs> because he was sitting there just dissing me and gave me shit because I was paying I, I was playing favorites. To, well, technically to the aliens. I I don't know this guy. I've not I've not spent because <laughs> you didn't try to. Yeah, Robert. Who, who the fuck is this guy? You know, I I have saved this galaxy twice already, motherfucker. Respect me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and just the way that you will find people from past games, just on missions. Like when when I went the first time I went and visited. Well, not the first time, I had to go visit Caden uh, in the hospital. Right. I was walking out and ran into the assassin from the second game. Right. Still alive. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, more sick, but yes. Yeah, I mean he's he's still green. Yep. Um, he looks the same. If if you uh, saved his son or did his mission to help his son. Um, then his son shows up. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did that in the second one. Um, uh, and he has a really sad moment cause in, in the, in that game, you're kind of running from kind of fighting this assassin dude as well, mm-hmm. who is going after oh, the sword guy. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like Nightwing with armor and a yeah. sword. It's weird. Uh, but he is going after, uh, the council and trying, trying to assassinate the council. Right. And like. He, uh, the, the Drell assassin sacrifices himself. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's just, oh God, I can't, I couldn't begin to tell you where everybody winds up, but they're all accounted for, and that means a lot. Yeah, they definitely made sure that everybody, uh, everybody made it, who survived the past two games was important in some way in this game. Not necessarily that they're going to live through the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, I lost although, one or two, maybe I think. Jack died, in mine. Oh, really? In in, th- in game three, she died. Oh, say so she lived uh, through mine. She was at the party in the Citadel DLC. Uh, right. Uh, if you do the Citadel DLC before her mission, um, then yeah, no, she can live. She, yeah, I'm I'm sure she yeah. can. I was not able to get her to right. live. Right. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I beat the game, and then that DLC came out. Because they that game had been out for six to ten months before that uh, DLC. It was the final DLC. It might have been close to a damn year, honestly. Yeah. And uh, so well, very I, fun though. Yeah, I re-uploaded it. You're you're facing a clone of yourself. Right, which is when you really start questioning: Are you real? Right. But it, they play it off as a joke, like the whole time. Yeah. Like, can you believe how ridiculous this is? Let's go get them, gang. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <coughs> at one point, you have to sneak back onto your ship. <laughs> yeah. And the girl who is your uh, comm specialist, uh, Samantha Trainer, I know that because she was my female relationship. Okay. 
Uh, the the only way you can romance her is if you're a woman. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so when I was playing as Femshep, like she she was my romance. I, I got you, man. It was really funny because playing through the Citadel DLC, at one point when you go to break in, like the thing that helps you get into your ship is rewiring her electric toothbrush. Like she, in the very beginning of the game, she says something about having an electric toothbrush, and it was the only thing that she was able to grab when Earth got glassed. Yeah, that's what I'd go for. And so it comes back into play during this DLC. And if you're Femshep and you romance her, then when you uh, <laughs> when you say – when you get on, everybody goes through and you stop and like there's like this really catty remark of – I'll get you another one, and we will use it. And then you just keep going. I'm glad you find a way to work that into the episode, Robert. I'm, I'm glad. That's great. But, uh, but uh, yeah, Jack has her students um, from, from the academy. Um, the Rachni Queen shows back up, and that's where you run into Grunt. Yeah. And you can – like the choice there is do you save Grunt's men because he's in charge of his own men at this point? Or do you save the Rachni Queen? And, is that what it was? And her people. Yeah. And Grunt's men is – like they're already thought to be dead. And he goes, if you do this, I understand. I'm not going to be happy, but I understand. Right. And I'll still see you in the final battle. And then a whole bunch come up and he goes, but I'm going to go kill those real quick. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I chose to save the Rachni Queen. I, I think I did as well. And like he just tackles a couple off the edge and you hear gunshots as he's falling. So Grunt's a badass. Yeah. No I questions lo- about I it. I love Grunt. He would have been so much better to have there again instead of the Marine. Or just have there with the Marine. I think they would have been a good rapping for each other. Because uh, you'd have that humans like, oh, I am a, I'm such a badass. And Grunt being like, no, check this out, man. I would have loved if Grunt and like him, like if. You go down, and every time you see them, they're just fighting. Just a fist fight between them every time. <laughs> every single time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd be okay with it, honestly. Um, Samara, you uh, you find this uh, oh what this sanctuary, a monastery for Ardak Yakshi, which is what she is. Her and her family. Um. Oh yeah, you find those weird ass mutated ones, don't you? Yeah. Mm, those uh, things are creepy looking. You, man. you find mutated ones. You find out that the Reapers are turning Ardak Yakshi into these super weapons, mm-hmm. and all of them are dead. Ex- and one of her daughters dies. If you there, I think there was a way to save one of her daughters. I believe so. Um, and then she goes, "No, my me being alive is too dangerous," and she tries to kill herself. Yeah. Now, I do not like that mission because the way that they changed. The Paragon and Renegade stuff in the third game especially is quick time events with left and right trigger. Right. If you do not react in a split second. They just go away. They just go away. Yeah. And like I was not able to save her either. Oh, wow. She she pulled up the gun. It showed up. It went away. She pulled the trigger. Like it was that fast. Yeah. And. I mean it makes sense. They, they don't want you to have a great percentage of a chance to save her, you know. Right. Um. It just sucks the the, re- the reason that she kills herself is because she knows that she would have to kill her daughter, mm-hmm. and she does not want to do that, and so she instead kills herself. Right. Um. Like I said, it can be a very bleak game at times. Yes, especially the third one. I mean, all of them have their down moments, but damn. Uh the Krogans and the Salarians have their big moment where the Cro the Krogans have found a cure, and Morden found a cure. No, he didn't. He was dead. 
in my game, Morden found a cure. <laughs> didn't find shit in mine. Um, it happens just with one you don't really – you're not accustomed yeah, to. If you choose to save some uh, documents from the second game, because he has a choice whether to destroy it or save it. If you choose to save it, then he figures out how to cure the Krogan uh, genophage. Okay. Uh, which is why they only have one out of every hundred babies live. Right. Um, and – that mission was very sad for me because you have two choices. You can either kill him or let him kill himself or shoot him in the leg and the Krogan genophage doesn't end. Yeah, I, I just let the one die because he wasn't Morton. I didn't really care. Yeah. You know? I let him sacrifice himself for the greater good. Yeah, Morton, uh, if, if he is alive, you can tell him, look, this has already been sabotaged. You're not going to succeed. And he'll go, oh, I'll find a way. And he goes up and he figures it out. And he's sitting there singing, I am the very model of a scientist Solarian. <laughs> and he starts humming. And he goes, and it's done. Because I was the only one that could. And then the building blows up. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad he died when he did. It wasn't um, a sad. <laughs> with the Geth versus the Quarian, you actually get to the Quarian's homeworld. You get to see what their world is like. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't and think I made it to that one. With me romancing Tali, like, that was kind of cool for me. Yeah, yeah. You get to meet the parents. <laughs> kind of. Well, not the dead one. Nah. I think both of her parents are dead at that point. You get to meet her grandparents. They're probably dead, too. Um, But you, at the end of that story, have, like, if you didn't do things right in 2 and then in 3, the decisions you make between the Geth and the Quarians, then you have to decide which species lives, which species dies. But if you do everything right, then you can make a peace between them. Oh, okay. Um, If you don't do it right then, and you pick to save the Quarians, because living race... Plus you're banging one of them. Uh, yeah, I was banging one of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Legion tries to kill you, and she has to shoot him in the head. Oh, wow. That's and, and depressing. Like, she, she starts crying. She's like, I, I didn't want to do that. He was a friend. Yeah. Um, I never picked to save the Geth, even though I feel like they were definitely victims in everything that had happened to them. Well, they uh, didn't make the, you know, Geth. Right. The Geth, so, the Geth didn't kind of brought it upon themselves. Um, so there's no in completely innocent party. I, you know? I was actually able to make peace with them. Right. Um, in my first playthrough or no my second playthrough and my femship playthrough okay uh my f my first playthrough not so much i i i picked to save her and he tr he tried to stab me <laughs> yeah i would be pissed too i mean to be I, fair i did kind of condemn his entire species to death kind of yeah or definitely it's you know whatever yeah, it, was, it was most definitely semantics um but if you're able to make peace with them then your numbers for the final mission jump up and right like that's what the third game's about it's about getting as many people to help you save earth as possible yeah and you're building this super weapon which essentially is something that hugs the citadel and turns it into a relay yeah um one thing like you can't do it now but like when the game was fairly new there were mobile apps uh that you could get as well one was just like stats and stuff but if you had it and linked it to your ea account it would boost your numbers i didn't and know then that. there was a mobile game that was actually pretty fun 
it played like the regular game, just, you know, simpler controls. Right. And not nearly as, you know, in-depth. But uh, if you beat, le- every level you beat in it would up your stats. Okay. So, like, I had a shit ton of points going in the last fight because I did all the mobile stuff. Okay. Uh, they're all gone now. You can't download any of them. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm telling you. But it was something that was there, and it was cool for the time. It was different, you know. I, 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 I would have probably thought that, that was a cop-out because... I got my bar max, and it took me a while to get my bar max. That's not a cop out because it's not necessary. I had enough to survive without them. But it's something I could do at work to help my game that I was in love with at home, you know? Right. And one of them was a full blown game, and it was cool. Like, you had the Renegade Paragon choices, everything. Yeah. Like, it was worth playing without that aspect. Okay. You know? Um, but yeah, I, I just loved, once again, being able to see different species' homeworlds. Because, like, you see Garrus's homeworld. With mm-hmm. a big old hole in it. Yeah. Uh, so you're on Garrus's uh, homeworld's moon, one of its moons. Yeah, you go there fairly early, don't you? Yeah, it's like one of the first missions. Yeah, you do. after you leave Earth. Um, and he see he like as you're talking to him, trying to recruit him onto your onto this mission, which he's like, yeah, dude. Whatever. Yeah, it's not hard yeah. <laughs> at all. He's like, dude, we're bros. <laughs> yeah. Or hey, I've seen your boobs. In my case. <laughs> yeah. But uh. <laughs> At one point, you're sitting there looking at his planet that's been attacked by Reapers, and he says, you see that big fire, like the the big one? Yeah. That was the city I was born in. Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, it de- the third game has weight to it, because... It, it, gets, of- it gets real, really quick. Yeah. I mean, it starts out with Earth getting damn near destroyed. Yeah. And then you see something that's almost more impactful, because impactful, you haven't really been on Earth in the games. Right. It's the first time that you see Earth is in this game. Yeah, and, and then, like, but with Gareth, uh, Garrus, to me that had more impact. Because I'm like, dude, he's my bro! Yeah, he's, I let him hit it! He, he's like, I don't know if my family's alive. Right. I have sister, I have a mother, and yeah. they were at the epicenter of that. Yeah, it sucks, man. So I'm going to join you and hope, beyond hope, that I hear from someone. Right. But I don't think it'll happen. Like, it, there's definite weight to it. And so when you do your final push and you get on the Citadel, all kinds of crazy shit's happening. One, you find all kinds of bodies everywhere. The final battle is insane. If you bring the person that you romanced uh, with you, as you go, I now have to go this alone. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, initially, they fight you. And, right. like, I brought Garrus and Tally. Mm-hmm. I was romancing Tally. And she she's like, no, I want to go with you. And Garrus, like, has to hold her back. Wow. And you, you go down. Garrus didn't hold himself back in my playthrough. That would have been <laughs> kind of cool, though. You go down. You hug her. You, you know, I, I love you and all that. Mm. Goodbye. Because you know that you're going to die. Right. You get on. You've been, at this point, shot or something like that. I mean, you've been fighting like fucking hell. You, you've been fought, fighting like crazy. You've been shot. Um, right before the final push, you get one final chance to talk to all of your people that are alive. Yeah, it's kind of cool because, like, it's on your way to the mission. There's, like, in buildings and stuff as you go because they're all there fighting with you. One of the coolest things that I think happens is with Arya because she does her mind meld with you. Oh, yeah. Whether you're so there's rom- going to be a baby shepherd, maybe. Romancing her or not, she does that. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe I didn't see and her. Or maybe she, she died. She doesn't specifically say that she's making a child, but if you have been following the story, especially what her race does, at the end, I like as soon as she did that, I was like, oh shit, I know what she's doing. That's cool, man. Yeah. Hmm. 
So you might be able to find in the new game coming out a a sorry shepherd. Maybe. That'd be cool, man. Yeah. Um, but in the end, you have four decisions. Well, there's only three. There's four. Okay. And this is a big pet peeve a lot of people have with the game. Suck it up and listen. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> here's what it is. I, I honestly liked that they did this. Because in the end, yeah, you've made all of these choices. You have your story. In the end, when it comes to how you, quote unquote, beat the bad guy, mm-hmm. they're, you're only going to have a few decisions. They made that clear from the beginning. Yeah. And, and so, well, did you play? Because they they uh, there was free DLC that changed the ending. Did you beat yeah, it before that, that came that's, out? That's the fourth decision. Okay, all right. Um, so there's control, which is what the elusive man wanted to do. Right. And you realize that he was indoctrinated. Um, that's the green choice, correct? No, no that's the blue. Blue, which yeah. is what before this point was Paragon. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, your consciousness is uploaded into the Reapers. Uh, putting them in your control so you think. Um, and the Reapers help the galaxy rebuild and serve as guardians. Supposedly. Supposedly. I didn't buy it. And that's the after story that they give you if you decide to go that route. Right. But who I, knows? You could have been indoctrinated the whole time. And I'll get into that. Okay. You might hurry up. We're almost two hours. <laughs> I, I'm aware. Don't Sin- get catty. I'm getting catty. I'll just tell you what time it was. <laughs> um, synthesis, which you jump into a beam. Uh, of green light and basically your DNA because you yourself are part synthetic, part uh, human. After you got remade. After yeah. you got remade. And your DNA gets spread through everything in the galaxy, including the Reapers, uh, making it to where they're not going to continue destroying everything and because everything is part synthetic, part human. Or- organic. Yeah, organic, yeah. Which is what they've been trying to do from the beginning anyway. Like, mm-hmm. that's their true mission. They make that clear. We want everything to be a mix. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. So, once again, kind of indoctrinated maybe thought process. This one leads to kind of a better ending, though. If you believe that that's what's... Uh, see, I think that Well, the, it shows you at the end if it works well, or not. I think that the endings that they show you is what you think is going to happen. Well, not necessarily, because there's a way you can live. There's only one way that you can live. Yeah. And that is if you go red by blowing up the Citadel by shooting uh, a generator, Mm -hmm. which blows up the Citadel and sends a wave that destroys all synthetic things in the entire universe. All technology or galaxy, all technology shuts down, destroys the Reapers, but also destroys the Geth and destroys the technology that everybody's been using. Uh, Including Edie. Including Edie. Um, and possibly shutting down the all space travel for until they develop possibly, a new yeah. way. So everybody's going to be living on Earth because that's where the final battle was. Right. But if you decide to go that route and you've made the right decisions prior to this, after the credits, you get a little cutscene where you see the rubble that has fallen to Earth and you see the N7 armor that you were wearing. Yeah, just, just the chest piece. You just, see nothing else. Yep, just the chest piece and you see it breathe. Yeah. <gasps> And that's it. Yeah, roll credits. Roll credits. Um, and then the final one is refusal. If you decide not to do anything by turning around and shooting the little ghost boy thing. That's, that's an odd one. That, uh, well, because people I were. I think I realized this was an option. 
most people didn't. This was part of the uh, free DLC because people were say, were complaining that there were too few choices. So the developers went, all right, we'll give you one more choice. Kill a child. Because everybody would turn around and shoot it anyway going, you can't tell me what to do. So they're like... Like, yeah, it never it never did it cross my mind. Well, shoot the boy. Duh. Well, it's a holographic boy for all those listening who haven't played the game. I wasn't going to tell them that. <laughs> uh, so if you shoot it, it get, like its voice changes. It's like, you have made your decision. And everything dies. It turns dies. into Darth Vader? Yes. And everything dies. The, really? Like, you lose. <laughs> huh. Didn't realize that was an option. Kind of glad I didn't know that. Uh, so what, what choice did you make, man? Uh, well... When I, the first time I played, I went green. I thought that it was the best choice, but then after beating the game, um, and before starting my second, which was the Femshep, and then the third, which is where I was romancing Tally, um, I realized that, that that's indoctrinated thought. That's what they wanted from the beginning. And be. because this hologram is Reapers Incarnate, Right. It's the Reaper's final defense. Um, It's telling you what it wants you to hear. Right. And so it going, yeah, if you go this route, then everything just stops. Everything's peaceful. You never have to worry again. Hippie. Kind of. Uh, and how long did it take you to make that choice? Did you sit there and think for a while? I thought for uh, – the first time I thought for a couple minutes. After that, because uh, uh, I want to tell you what I did. Because uh, you you did it more than once. I did it more than once as well. Yeah. My first thing, I turned and I shot the red immediately. Didn't even hesitate. I was like, "Fuck these guys!" <laughs> I right. killed everything, man. Which means that you were the least indoctrinated. Oh, good. Yeah. And I lived. I did breathe. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, then second, I went green just to kind of see what it was. So. Okay. Um. Yeah, and when I played with my other two characters, I immediately went red because oh, okay. I, I had that thought process at that point of, no, that I'm being lied to. Everything that I'm seeing after the fact, I'm supposed to be dead. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if this is actually going on. This is what I think is happening before I die. This is my greatest hope. Could be. Um, it could be just them showing you what's happening afterwards too. But the, so who knows? The man. blue and green. If you go those routes, those are animated endings. If you go red, it's the only one that's purely 3D animated. It's not not 2D. after the DLC because like if you go green, it actually shows uh, the Normandy land on a really grassy planet and, and with Edie Joker and, and Joker Edie coming out. out. Joker's moving well. He has his bones back, but he has robotic eyes and stuff. So no, right. they all have CG elements to them. Right. At least after the patch. I didn't beat it before the patch, so but I don't the, know about the that. the red one is the only one that doesn't have the 2D animation. Well, that's what I'm saying. After the patch, there's actual 3D animation in all of them. I'm aware, but, but blue and green still have the 2D animation to them. Oh, in some parts? In some parts. Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. The red does not. Okay. And that's where you see on the Normandy in memory of, and you see Edie and Legion and all of that, and then it cut to the rubble. Right. It's the only one, to to the best of my knowledge, and I did the red twice, that does not have the 2D animation, okay. except for to show Rex, hmm. if you saved his people through the genophage. Hell if I, uh, hell if I know. I didn't. Yeah. He, he was dead. Um, <laughs> yeah, all in all, I, I wasn't bitter about the ending, like a lot of people were. I was also kind of expecting it, because everybody was talking about how shitty it was, and I avoided what happened. I knew there was three choices originally. I uh, honestly like that they narrowed down the endings. I don't know what people were expecting. Yeah. 
to be honest. But uh, uh, don't let that detour you. Like, I heard the ending was shitty. I, I was okay with it. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed my playthrough of all three games. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. To this day, there has not been a, a game series that you can experience in the same way where where you start your first steps on that planet can affect the the, the final moments of the third game. Yeah. That's insane. It's a, It was a huge step in gaming, I think. Whether it's a story or an emotion that you feel due to the story that you've had before that moment, it, it, was, it was absolutely amazing. And I haven't played a game where I care so much about the side characters either. Um, With, with the and... um. There were comics that were done by Dark Horse. Never read them. And there was an animated movie that follows Vega. Ugh. <laughs> That's probably not the response you were looking for, but ugh. On to the now. I don't want it. <laughs> there's also a bunch of novels out. Yeah, uh, I've seen them on people's desks. There were a couple and books. Stuff. And all of the comics and books and movies don't follow Shepard. I knew the novels didn't. Yeah. They, I didn't know about the comic books. Uh, the comics that I've read actually follow The Elusive Man. Okay, I know there's some uh, uh, following. Um, Alara, Alara, Liara, Liara. Fuck, I can't do names today. No, you can't. This is a bad episode not to be able to do names. There's so fucking many. <laughs> it's okay because I love this story so much and I have them all memorized. Well, you played through it three times. I've played through them all once. Yeah, that's true. So, um, but fuck, what was I trying to say? Uh, we're going to the now, or no? Uh, uh yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're going on to the now. Um. Mass Effect Andromeda is coming out in March. And I have purposely not learned a damn thing about it. I have avoided most uh, most stuff about it, specifically because I don't want to spoil it for myself. Same here. But I did have to learn something to talk about on this podcast. It's going to be a video game. It is a video game. It's going to come out for PC, PS4, and Xbox. Yep. For you PlayStation slaves out there. <laughs> Station slaves. That's what I'm going to start calling you. Um, devs have said that it takes place in the Andromeda Galaxy. Makes sense. Long after the events of the original trilogy. They stuck with that, because I knew that was the original plan way back when it was in like early development. Yeah, it's a completely okay. new adventure. Um, unlike Commander Shepard, uh, you, you play as a human whose last name is Ryder. Uh, unlike Commander Shepard, you have yet to achieve hero status prior to the game starting. I'm okay with that. Yeah. You build your character's legacy. Yeah, you build your legend, yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. I like that. Um, unlike uh, unlike the original trilogy, um, where you can play as either a male or a female, and that's it, in this one, male and you can still pick between male and female. Alien races? No. Damn it. But the other person is still canon to the story. So if you because pick female, the male... Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, you, you are a twin. and so You, you know can, they're going to die at some point. You can play <laughs> as the female, and your brother is just off in the universe somewhere. Oh, okay. Having his own adventure. And hell, you might, he might be in your team, second or third one. Because, yeah. I mean, they have to do the thing where what happens in one continues to two. Otherwise, they've ruined their own legacy. Right. Your, your father is an N7. Um... They say that uh, the sibling will not be a squad mate. At least in the first game. Okay. At least in the first game. Okay. Um, the fa- I, I the can't fa- care too much about a character I know nothing about yet, so that's fine right. with me. <laughs> and I'm reading this directly off of the wikia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fate and whereabouts of your mother uh, will be addressed during the game. So it's going to be a lot of family drama? Right. Okay. The default names of your characters are Scott and Sarah. 
Uh, but when you're creating your own character, you can obviously change that. You just have to keep the same last name, right? Like in the yeah, the original trilogy, right? Okay. And so, like, I imagine that if you if like you're playing as the female, then you're going to hear the name Scott Ryder. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, and you'll just be referred to as Commander Ryder or whatever rank you are. Right, okay. and your father is Alec. Um, Baldwin. But... <laughs> no. Ah, I hope. I I don't know if he's playing it. That would be, be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're on board a ship called the Hyperion, uh, essentially an arc that is going to Andromeda trying to find a new home for humanity. Um, there are a bunch of species from the original games that are going with you. Um, but you are aliens to this species. Now I, I saw a trailer for it. And at one point the, uh, the guy, uh, Scott Ryder is going weird. That's what you're failing to understand. They are not aliens to us. We are the invading alien force here. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. It's definitely a new take. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I really am. Um, it comes out like right after my birthday. Someone make my wife buy it for me. <laughs> Anything specific that you would want to see with it? Um, I, I, I want a, I want some nods to the original, but not them sticking so tight to it that they're not afraid to uh, uh, branch out some. I do know for a fact that they're bringing back the exploration like in the first game. Uh, with the Mako? Yeah. Cool. So, but that, I mean, that's also something I heard early development, because after that, I stopped paying attention. Right, right. So. Um, I want to see, because I've already mentioned this happening in the third game. I Are you, you going to say hotter sex scenes? Because you seem to be into those. No. Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I want to see uh, Arya's daughter, and I want her last name to be Shepard. That'd be very cool. Yeah, nods like that, you know, uh, would be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, I mean, like I said, whether you're romancing Arya or not, she does the mind meld, which right. is how they breed. Right. Um, yeah, that'd be very cool. Just see, yeah, I mean, not even necessarily seeing characters from the past because it takes place long after. Right. But and so you're not going to be able to see most characters. You maybe Liara is alive, maybe because they can live hundreds upon hundreds of years. I hope they don't do that because they don't know who survived in your playthrough. Right. So I hope they don't try that. And honestly, I don't think there's a way for Liara to die. Yeah, I don't think so either. So maybe that one would be safe. But like, like you could see Legion, but Legion could have died in yours. And that might actually take you out of it. So right. they, they need to be careful about that. Right. Anybody that could have died. Don't put them in there. Don't put them in there. But if there's not a way for them to die, which I don't think that there's a way for Liara to die. Yeah, not to my knowledge. Um, Then there's a chance that she could be in it. Because in the beginning of the first game, she's 117 years old. And still considered a teenager. Right. By her species standards. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, so depending on how far in the future this is, it she could be a matron. She could be yeah. 800 years old and alive and kicking and still be very pretty. <laughs> no, that they make that very specific to the thing. It sounds like it's the one they're, part you're really wanting. They're all very pretty. Like even the really old ones are like they, they – no, that's hot. Oh, I'd go there. I'd visit her Milky Way. In, um uh, just real quick, though, I do want to hear uh, stories, legends of the shepherd that guided people in a certain galaxy far yeah, away. I want to hear the that, legend. That's yeah. one of the ways that the game ends. Like after the credits uh, of the third game, it's a, father ta- or a grandfather, it's a ta- grandfather to talking grandson. to yeah. his grandson. That's really cool. Um, stuff like that. Because, you know, when you sit there and you hear somebody say it for the first time, like, that was me. I did that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to talk about how I banged that one alien. <laughs> Um, he developed a new brand of space herpes. That's the only thing they remember you for. <laughs> you wiped out the old galaxy with like super, super galactic AIDS. That's that's 
why you shouldn't jump in the green. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, So, to round us out to the end, nerdly debate. Make it quick. All right. What is your ideal crew and why? What do you mean? Uh, if you were going to pick six people from the game. Oh, from the first one? Or, well, the, the original three? The, the original trilogy. Uh, Gareth has to be there. He's my first draft pick. Garrus? Garrus, sorry. Names, man. Why are you asking me to do this? I can't do the names. <laughs> uh, not Caden. Definitely not Caden. Nope. Uh, Laura. Fuck, man. Why are you making me do this? The Liara. Liara. <laughs> uh, I recently took Legion when I had him. Okay. I like I like playing with Legion. The assassin has to go. L- like six, not right? be part of your team or No, he... these are yeah. These okay. Are going. I I didn't really care for Jack too much, she, but she was very useful in the game. She had a lot of good like strong psychic powers. Okay. So I usually took her. And I'm taking um Grunt. You got to have Grunt. Okay. I would take uh Rex. Oh, shut up. Oh, just because he died in yours doesn't mean I can't enjoy the character. Yeah, you know who I can't take? The one guy you hate from two. So fuck you. <laughs> he did. So, yeah, I, I would take Rex. Tali, obviously. Garrus, obviously. Um, I would take Liara. Yeah. Uh, just because she was around so much. Yeah, she she was around a, a lot. Um, Anybody that showed up in all three games is fair game to take, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that I would take... Uh, I would take Grunt as well. Why not have two Krogans? Oh, I can't. Uh, That's why I don't. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, I'd probably be right there with you. Uh, touche. Uh, <laughs> what if I painted uh, the Marine up like a, a Krogan? Uh, nah. No? Nah. Okay. Um, Damn it. Morden and, and Thane. Oh, Morden. Yeah. yeah. Also, can't do that. Yeah, the, those, the, well, mine's dead too, but... Oh, that's true. Yeah, he died in three. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying your ideal. Oh, yeah. I'd probably stick Morton on there somewhere because I didn't get to spend as much time with him, but he was very enjoyable. Like, God, we're talking about him like the real people, Robert. <laughs> I didn't get it. He died too young. He was taken for Actually, me. he was well-aged. <laughs> at, at 36, he was old age for his. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, they die young. Um, it's because they have such a high metabolism. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, second part of the question. If you could bring characters from pop culture in. It's like one or two to kind of throw yeah, in there. Yeah, ju- just. Uh, pick two. John McClane. But Space John McClane from Fifth Element. Okay. Uh, uh, Corbin. Corbin. Corbin Dallas. Corbin! Corbin, my man. Corbin! And, uh, so, yeah, Corbin Dallas. And, uh, mm, Han Solo. Okay. Uh, or uh, Chewbacca if Han's already dead. <laughs> Which we know he is. Uh, oh. Dr. Lazarus from Galaxy Quest. Oh, which which character? Oh, um, uh, Alan Rickman's character? Yes. Okay. Uh, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, just because I think that his dry humor would work with everybody on the ship. Just like, I yeah. hate him, but I love him so yeah, much. There's, not, there's no dry British comedian type <laughs> characters in Mass Effect. Yeah. Which is a missed opportunity. Right. And Spider-Man. Of course. Yeah. What? If you can have Spider-Man, <laughs> of, of course, why of wouldn't you have Spider-Man? I think space <laughs> travel. I think Spider-Man. I know he's done it before. I know. Uh, okay. I, I know you were coming up for it. I know he has. <laughs> Still far from the first thing that pops into my mind. I realize he's the first thing that pops in your mind in every conversation. If I could but... be Spider-Man, I would. Yeah, I know you would. So why the... would I not want to be friends with him? That's not the question. <laughs> Silver Surfer would make would make so much more sense. Not too powerful. Can I have Galactus? <laughs> can he, he has to fit in your ship. Well, if you believe that one movie, he can turn into a fart cloud. <laughs> Nobody believes that movie. <laughs> 
I wish I, I, I hope the director doesn't believe in that movie either. <laughs> I don't it think he does. I don't know who happened. directed that. That wasn't a. Uh... It was a Fox movie. That's all I know. Oh, so I, well, I yeah, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> At least you thought about trying to think about it. Yeah, that's about as far as you made it. <laughs> so, all right. Well, this is a long episode. Yep. Which we I, we warned him last week. Yeah. We said there's a lot there to talk about. A lot to unpack, and dear God, there was. So. Yeah. Uh, so your name is Danny Mullins. Your name is Robert Foley, and I approve this message. Message. <laughs> That's what he's.